Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you joining in, are you? Thanks for bashing the microphone. You can't see this, but there's a cat here, I promise. It's angry though, so I can't pick it up. It's full of spice. See? It's spicy. You can stay, but you can't bash the microphone all the time. Thanks for covering me in cat fur. We've all been there. It's late at night. You go and grab yourself a glass of water before bed, and you switch the light off, surrounding yourself in the inky blackness. It's at that moment, when you're all consumed by the dark, that the prickles on the back of your neck start to rise and you can't help but feel that somebody is behind you. The fight or flight response kicks in and at that moment you can't help but sprint away to the safety of your bedroom, closing the door to the invisible entity behind you. Now don't pretend like that's not happened to you because I know it has. But where do these feelings of dread and horror come from and how did they pass from people's minds onto the written page in the form of ghost stories? Today on this episode of Macabre Mini Mysteries we'll be uncovering the Victorian obsession for a good old-fashioned ghost story. Welcome back to another episode. Um, this is going to be slightly different than normal. I'm just getting over a nasty bout of the illness that cannot be named because you end up getting demonetized. So I've not felt well enough to do my usual deep dive on this topic. So there will be quite a lot of reading from sources interspersed with my hot takes, which I know you're all here for. I hope that's okay with everyone as I still wanted to upload something this week and so you're not completely devoid of content. And if that's not okay, then feel free to skip this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Whilst I have been recovering from my illness, I of course was doing some casual research as I like to do, and I just thought I'd see if I can uncover any old ghost stories, or if there are any that I could find that may have a little bit more of a story behind them. So I began looking up ghosts and ghouls on the many newspaper archive sites that I apparently hold shares in because they're so expensive, and I found tons of stories. Probably enough of them to make a whole entire book out of, and of course far too many for me to read all in one go. 
But before I start delving into those terror tales, I would love it if you're not already to just take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on my next episode lands. And honestly, this probably isn't the first episode that you want to be starting with. I've got tons of other episodes that are far better researched and written than this one. So maybe check out a few of those and then come back to this one. So to give myself some kind of jumping off point to start with, I looked up general ghost stories on the British newspaper archive. I always have trouble saying British. British. And just from that search alone, I got over 23,000 hits. And that was just within a 30-year period, which is insane. Can you even imagine in this day and age, having that many ghost stories published in newspapers on a regular basis? Mad, I know. <laughs> Firstly, we have to work out why this was such a phenomena and what the reasoning is behind this. Of course, the reason for everything humans do on God's green earth, it's to do with capitalism. Well, sort of, in a roundabout way. Allow me to explain. The Industrial Revolution was winding down, and from this, people's living conditions started to change, and for the most part, improve. This created a new class of people, the lower upper and middle class. These people were in a position to begin living in larger and better housing, most of which was either left over from the Georgian period, or happened to be custom-built. And now, instead of living in multi-occupancy households, which people had been so used to, many were now living independently or with a small crew of staff. These new build houses were now lit with gas lighting, and the bumps and bangs of a settling house may well have created the ominous feeling that residents were never fully on their own. Along with the change in the housing, there was also a drugs epidemic, and given that people could buy heroin over the counter at the chemists, it's no wonder people were regularly seeing ghosts. It was also common for vast amounts of alcohol to be consumed, speed was taken for constitution reasons, and all manner of other over-the-counter consumables were taken on a regular basis, which may just have the tendency to make you hallucinate. But back to the newfangled gaslighting, this often led to undetectable leaks on a semi-regular basis, and this would lead to toxic air seeping into the building, causing those living there to begin seeing things from the corner of their eye. The deadly carbon monoxide is so helpful at allowing you to see ghosts, it's still the first thing that's checked for when people report hauntings nowadays. In fact, I'm going to link you to a modern-day haunting story by the journalist and writer Carrie Poppy from the Ono, Ross & Carrie podcast, as she did a really good piece for NPR about this, so do check that out, it'll be in the description below. But anyway, back to the Victorians. The ghost stories and haunted houses cropped up from this new breed of intermediary home-dweller. And what with the introduction of book production, ghost stories were an easy way to make a good, solid British pound. The ghost stories which started to originate from the drugs and the gas poisoning were written down and subsequently sold, quickly filling up publications on the regular. So today, as I said, I've not really had the time, or the strength for that matter, to be able to write a full episode and to delve into these stories as I usually would. So instead, I'm going to read one of these accounts for you and take the story straight from the horse's mouth, or the newspaper for that matter. This story I found in the South Wales Echo and it's dated Wednesday June the 9th 1897 and it's titled Most Haunted House in Scotland. A correspondent contributes to the Times an article two columns in length on the trial of a ghost at a house situated in Strath Tay a few miles above Dunkeld. This house has been known as the most haunted house in Scotland and with a view to a scientific continuous investigation being made into the alleged supernatural phenomena, Lord Bute took the house for three months, and placed it at the disposal of the Society of Psychical Research. 
His lordship, we are told, installed a staff of servants and entrusted the conduct of the investigation to a lady well-known in connection with the SPR, and also for work of a different and much more valuable kind. This lady, who makes an admirable and charming hostess, kept open house and invited from time to time such persons as she thought likely to give assistance in discovering the origin of the phenomena. In the circumstances, it cannot be thought remarkable that among the persons thus invited, there was a predominance of members of, or sympathisers with, the SPR. As a matter of fact, it was no doubt found difficult to induce others to interest themselves in the business. The result was nonetheless unfortunate, since when the present writer paid his visit, after investigations had been going on for more than two months, no real progress had been made. Lord Butte's original idea was a good one, but it was never properly carried out. Observing that the SPR had made many investigations in a perfunctory and absurd manner by sending somebody to a haunted house for a couple of nights and then writing an utterly worthless report. He desired in this case a continuous investigation extending over a considerable period. He ought therefore to have employed a couple of intelligent detectives from the whole term and thus secured real continuity. As things are, the only continuity is to be found in the presence itself not entirely continuous of the lady just mentioned. But simply because she is a lady, and because she had her duties as hostess to attend to, she is unfit to carry out the actual work of investigating the phenomena in question. Some of her assistants sat up all night with loaded guns, in a condition of abject fright, because we all know what works really well is, is shooting at ghosts. Others, there is reason to suspect, manufactured phenomena for themselves, and nearly all seem to have begun by assuming supernatural interference instead of leaving it for the final explanation of whatever might be clearly proved to be otherwise inexplicable. The Times correspondent stayed several nights at the house while the investigation was proceeding, but although he slept in the most haunted of the rooms, he heard and saw nothing out of the way. No haunted house, the article proceeds, is complete without a legend of a crime or a tragedy or a badly spent life to explain why the ghost walks. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the drawing room after dinner, we listen to our hostess, who is an excellent narrator expounding the story of the Wicked Major. It seems that a former proprietor, who died some 20 years ago, had a standing quarrel with Mrs Grundy. He kept his house full of dogs, he did not care for the society of his neighbours, and he was rather feared than loved. A local gossip, with reason or without, 
charged him with unnecessary familiarity with his housekeeper. When we add that at his death the property went to the collaterals, whom he is said to have disliked both on that ground and because they were Roman Catholics, while he was a rigid Presbyterian, we have all the reasons that can be alleged for the persistent unrest of the major spirit. It must apparently remain doubtful whether zeal for Presbyterian doctrine or laxity in the observance of Presbyterian morality is the real obstacle to his repose. While we were listening to this impressive recital of the Major's peculiarities, someone called attention to noises, which I had noticed for two or three minutes. We were at once informed that they were overhead, and that they occur even when these chambers are locked up. It was added that at the actual moment there was no servant in the bedrooms, and a lady went out to verify the statement, returning with the information that she had met all her servants coming up from the basement to go to bed. For my own part, I could not have said with the least certainty that the noises were footsteps at all, and they did not seem to me to come from the ceiling, but rather from the side of the room. Is somebody scratching at the door? Are you a ghost? For my own part, I could not have said with the least certainty that the noises were footsteps at all, and they did not seem to me to come from the ceiling, but rather from the side of the room. If there was no one in the rooms overhead, at the moment it became pretty clear that the noises could not mean footsteps in these rooms, since neither abounding wickedness nor overflowing doctrinal zeal can enable a ghost to stamp on a floor like a solid mortal. These are all the sounds I heard in a house which I was assured before leaving London was continually disturbed by day and night by appalling and inexplicable noises one which was imitated by throwing a heavy wooden ball on a wooden floor and allowing it to roll until it came in contact with the door. I never heard the noise, but if the imitation was as good as I was led to believe, I hate no doubt that the noise was made in the same way and perhaps with the same ball. One of the maidservants described a sort of dull knocking, which, according to her, goes on between two and six in the morning in the lathe and plaster partition by the side of her bed which shuts off the angular space just under the eaves of the house. She likened it to the noise of gardeners nailing up ivy outside. She seems honest, but as she has seen the ghost of half a woman sitting on her fellow servant's bed, one takes her evidence with a grain or two of salt. Any noises she has really heard may be due to the cooling of the hot water pipes which pass along behind the partition just mentioned to the cistern. An intelligent gardener whom I questioned told me that he had kept watch in the house on two separate occasions, abstaining from sleep until daylight, appeared at seven o'clock, but without hearing a sound. A caretaker who had spent months in the house and who had to keep a stove alight all night never heard a sound, probably because there was no one to make any. Lord Butte's confidence has been grossly abused by someone, and what he will probably regret even more he has been unwittingly led to do an appreciable injury to the owners of the property. It was represented to him, by someone, that he was taking the most haunted house in Scotland, a house with an old and established reputation for mysterious, if not supernatural, disturbances. What he got is a house with no reputation whatever of that kind, with no history, with nothing to prove his purpose beyond a cloud of baseless rumours produced during the last 12 months. Who is responsible for the imposture, it is not my business to know or to inquire, but that is an imposture of the most shallow and impudent kind. There can be no manner of doubt. 
So when I read that, I found it really interesting because I figured that actually what was going on there was people were trying to prove that ghosts existed by using the skills of the people from the Society of Psychical Research. And this society still exists. It's been given some kind of bad reputation in terms that people think that they are actually trying to create phenomena and people inside houses might actually want to try and create something so there's a bit of a story there. But I thought it was really interesting to see that the Victorians, even though they want to believe in this kind of stuff, they've decided to actually look a little bit further into it and kind of realised in this case that there wasn't anything there. Now, I don't know about you, but my original thoughts were that the Victorians would sort of be like, oh God, it's ghosts and there's nothing else that you can prove that it isn't ghosts. And actually, this kind of proves that maybe they didn't quite do that. And I thought it was just an interesting look at a, an old story from an old newspaper. So there we have it. I know this wasn't up to my usual standard. I hope it's okay for you. I hope you found that as interesting as I did. And as usual, please let me know your thoughts in the comments below or on my social media if you're listening to the podcast. Whilst you're here, if you wouldn't mind giving the show a thumbs up or a rating on your podcast provider, then I'll be eternally grateful. It's so helpful with the pesky algorithm and also it lets me know that I'm not just shouting into the void of the internet on a regular basis. If you wouldn't mind telling your friends about the show, then I'd really appreciate that too. It's so helpful in spreading the word. And if you are new around here and you haven't yet hit subscribe, then I'd love it for you to join the Ghoul Gang, so please do. Also, if you like the show and you'd like to help me continue to make it, your support is completely essential in allowing me to make this show, then why not consider signing up to my Patreon, like these amazing executive Patreon producers, Amy, Barry, Bethan, Jess, Kate, Mary, Ren, Sam, Sarah and Veronica. And all of our other patrons too. Patrons get an exclusive show from me once a month. You also get some tangible goodies through the post if you'd like them, and also depending on the tier. And also, if you're not up for a long-term commitment, but you'd just like to give a tip or buy me something from the Amazon wishlist, which helps to make the show, then I'd really appreciate that too. And all the links for those will be in the show notes in the description. Thank you so much. If you even consider doing any of those things, it means the absolute world. And I hugely appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me for another macabre mini mystery. I've been Nikki Druce and I'll see you ghouls next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.